This is Contingency FM. Hi there, my name is Phil, and today we've got Abby. Hello. Uh, and <laughs> joined by our special guest today, Dr. Chris Tiplady. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yep, morning. My name's Chris Tiplady. As you said, I'm a haematologist in Northumbria. Very welcome on the show today. Um, so uh, today we're going to have a chat about, uh, this is another of our bedside chats, not anywhere actually near a bed, but no. um, <laughs> no, just, not you can while. imagine, uh, imagine we're on a busy ward in a brief moment of calm, chatting about um, your journey in haematology, what you enjoy, find difficult about it, and also uh, some advice uh, for how uh, someone might have a discussion with a haematologist or um, get the most out of a haematology rotation. First. Uh, most relevant question today is have you got a joke for us a really bad dad joke absolutely this is is what we live for (laughs) okay what did the zero say to the eight i don't know what did the zero say to the eight nice belt ah oh oh dear that's brilliant (laughs) i'm gonna use that one okay yeah it can't be worse (laughs) it's no worse than mine is it to be fair yeah fair enough um cool lovely so, um, to start off with, we want to know how you got into haematology and why. I always feel guilty confessing this. It was a bit by accident. So <laughs> That's fine. I, yeah, had, hadn't a clue what I wanted to do through house year, um, through, through SHO mm. years. I knew roughly it was something medical. Um, and the way I did it was I chose a job that would give me a bit of broad medical experience. Yeah. So we mm. skipped around a few specialties, one of which was cancer care, another mm. which was uh, care of the elderly mm. and cardiology and an acute general medical job. I got my membership and that kind of meant I need to look for a registrar job. Yeah. And it really was genuinely, I opened the BMJ one day to see what jobs were around, to see really? what, what took my fancy. And a haematology rotation appeared and I thought, that feels like something I'd like to do. Brilliant. And yeah. applied. So there must, there must have been kind of some connect where you thought... There was. Oh, yeah, I've thought back. It was strange enough when I was looking to go into medical school mm. my dad was like it always is sorted with a friend yeah. a, a trip to a hospital <laughs> and that trip to a hospital was with with a haematologist so oh. when i was about 17 my very very first exposure to a hospital was haematology oh. i presume so, that was quite a positive experience yeah it was a saturday he was it was slightly manic haematologist <laughs> and um we were in on a saturday running around wards and, and we went from a ward where we saw a patient and he skipped down to the lab and he showed me their blood and he got me staring at it um yeah and it was quite a dynamic experience mm. of moving around the hospital so maybe you're right it probably seeded a little a little yeah. germ somewhere oh wonderful um and what is your favorite bit about haematology it comes back to that little bit about doing the whole thing. So you see the patient, mm. you talk to the patient, you examine the patient, you can take their blood, you can take their bone marrow, and then you can go and look at those bits yeah. in, the, in the lab as well. Yeah. And then you go one step further, you're going on to treatment, mm. and then you can do the biopsies to follow up the treatment. Mm. And all the while you're seeing the patient the whole time, mm. and you get this very long, longitudinal relationship with, mm. with a lot of patients. Mm. So I've got patients, you know, I started in Northumbria in 2001, who I'm still seeing, oh, wow. same, same disease, mm. Obviously, the cured ones get, you know, you don't see them anymore, mm. but there's still some people who, who I saw when I didn't have grey hair. Mm. Yes. <laughs> we, yeah. yeah, you notice that in the wards that they have, like, patients have a really wonderful relationship yeah. with the haematologist. They know them really well and mm. it's really nice. Yeah, it's you, lovely. You do, you, you've got to be careful not to take over everything because occasionally <laughs> you get phone calls about mm. everything, like, um, 
My fingernails are sore. Do you think it could be the blood? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and you, yeah. you get a lot of those phone calls. Yeah. But that, I presume that's just through the trust that you get. Yeah. Um, and when you've been seeing people that long, often the appointments are quite quick and light. Mm. You know, as long as everything's fine. You're all right. I'm all right. Blood's all right. Blood's all right. Yeah. And, and they go. But then when they need you, they know they can get to you quite mm. quickly. Yeah. So that, yeah. there's that flexibility. Yeah. Mm. I guess... It, because you've got the, the, with the lab work, that's quite an unusual... Mm, there's yeah. not many specialties which do that. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. I think some people think we're stuck in the lab. Um, you certainly can choose a career much more laboratory-based if you wanted in hematology. Yeah. But I'd probably start the day and end the day with a little bit of laboratory time, yeah. looking at blood mm. films. But it's really not a dominant part. But it's a nice part. You get to know yeah. the lab team. Mm. You get to see how, how much they care about patients and yeah. hematology and their expertise as well. Mm. Yeah, you're right. It's a, it's, it's a niche. And it's also a good place to hide. Yeah. <laughs> the, imagine, the lab yeah. tends to have a door that's locked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that's true. Um, so what would you say is kind of the hardest thing about hematology? There's very, very unpredictable days. So there's occasionally you can plan, do everything, but then something can change in a flash. And before you know it, you're dealing with a 20-year-old with something horrible. Yeah. And, and those horrible things can sometimes be quite hard. So that there is death, there is, mm. um, you know, not suffering, but the tragedy of things not going well for some people. And you, you need to be able to handle that side of things. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I think each, each person maybe does that in their own way. Yeah. But uh, you temper that with the enormous success mm. as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, I think that's the thing about medicine, isn't it? Really, when you know, like a, a medical specialty is when kind of young people mm. yeah. have those issues. It's difficult, isn't it? The they can be the very young as well, and you know, paediatric hematology is a fairly small specialty, and, and it, I know that can be hard at times. Yeah. But, but for me, I think occasionally there's a bad run. Yeah. It yeah. sounds a bit strange, and you can go from one one tragic situation to another, and mm. that that can be quite hard. Yeah, it's rare that that happens. Mm. Yeah, as, as maybe sort of a myth. I don't know if it, if it's true or if you, if you want to sort of myth bust it. But mm. um, uh, I think I had I had this idea that in hematology, uh, most patients don't get better. Um, I think a lot of patients we look after are quite elderly. Mm-hmm. So bear that in mind, you know, life expectancy, especially, you know, in northeast England. And they may die with their disease. That, mm. ha- that happens a lot. And you're right, though, there's a lot of incurable diseases. Mm. But the, the transformation in survivability, mm. you, you'll hear this phrase, living with cancer much more. Mm-hmm. Uh, conditions like myeloma, we've, that's been the cancer with the biggest change in overall survivability in the last really? 10, 15 years. Oh. So when I was a registrar, we were often telling people maybe five to eight years. Mm. Now we're talking 12, 15 years quite, wow. quite routinely. So there's, you're right, they don't get cured, but mm. that, that long relationship with people mm. uh, is, is there with these cancers. Mm. And it's clearly especially where there's a lot of things that are evolving as well, then it sounds like, you know, there's a yeah. lot of... Scope for research and things. There are, and and it's again something I didn't go down. So um, I think a lot of hematologists are looked at as PhD people and, mm. and research scientists. And yes, you can go down those routes if you want. Yeah. And there's huge potential to get involved with enormous drug studies and and hugely important work. But you can do ordinary hematology Just as well. Yeah. 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 And, and that's. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't want to feel wrong for doing that. I enjoy the district general work. 
I enjoy the liaison. I enjoy meeting all the other specialties. Yeah, I enjoy absolutely. Walking yeah. around the hospital mm. and having a bit of nosy, and, <laughs> and it's it's allowed me to develop my other interests as well in, in education mm. and, and that side of things. So yeah. I, I kind of feel I've had two lives. Yeah. In medicine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we're gonna actually quiz you a little bit more about education in a separate yeah. episode, um, but. Um, uh, so next question is yep. completely irrelevant and <laughs> possibly irreverent. I don't know. It's um, not like you, Phil, <laughs> is it? <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, would you would you rather uh, be able to speak to animals or every language in the world? I'll speak to animals definitely, really? absolutely. Yeah, I think speak I'm. To- Doctor Doolittle. Doctor Doolittle. <laughs> I, I, I do. <laughs> that was a dad joke. That was, <laughs> yeah, that was bad. I th- I've given you that a gut reaction there. Just, I, I think animals and especially my dog and my cat, a yeah. lovely way of recovering in, in a, after a day at work. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure a conversation there would be amusing. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my dinner? Where's my dinner? Where's my dinner? <laughs> yeah. I was thinking something a bit more refined, like them, sort of them sat, sat reading the newspaper. Sort yeah. of like, How's your day? <laughs> Do you know, maybe I might change my mind. It's probably a really boring conversation with an animal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's, Where's my dinner? Where's my dinner? Especially a cat. They've yeah. been lying all day yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in yeah. the sun, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> sort of, um, uh, like... Uh, but especially because cats can be cool. so I don't know my cat was very temperamental so we're like quite mean you know, this sort of yeah. stroke me and then you stroke them once like eh, I'm going to eat you yeah. Like, yeah the evil of cat you- yes <laughs> <laughs> exactly um, uh, cool I, yeah I think I think at first that's a definitely a question I think I would think uh, animals would be really interesting but mm. then you think oh maybe they're ability to have conversations might be limited yeah you make a good vet though so that would be i've produced i've produced a vet one of my daughters is a vet (laughs) (laughs) so that'd be a handy skill for her nearly as good (laughs) so it'd be a translator in the corner yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) um i could do a lot of comparing vet and um (laughs) medicine if you like yeah um, right, so back on track after that. Um, so, what advice would you give someone who was doing a, pl- a placement in a haematology? So, how could they get the most out of it? Yeah, so enjoy it and don't be frightened about it. There's, there mm. is a big myth, I think, that haematology is complicated and difficult. D- yeah. Fundamentally, mm. the, there's three things in the blood: there's red cells, white cells, and platelets, and what, one of them will be a bit bit askew, I'm sure. Mm. But the, the thing is to enjoy and don't be embarrassed asking stuff. Yeah. Um, I think every haematologist I know around here is very approachable and very mm. easy to get Absolutely, on with. Absolutely, yeah. And they won't think you're stupid for asking questions mm. uh, at all. Mm. Probably the biggest thing, apart from you know being happy to ask, is to go and speak to a few patients. Like yeah. I said, patients have been, or many of them have been patients for, mm. for many, many years. They'll know their disease inside out and backwards mm. and yeah. forwards. Go and chat to them. They'll love to tell you the story. They'll love to tell you the good bits and the bad bits mm. and their journey and mm. the drugs and all that kind of stuff. Mm. So sit sit down next to the bed one day and just talk them through it. Just talk, yeah. yeah. Enjoy it. And yeah. are there any skills that you think are particularly valuable either to have in haematology or to learn in haematology? That's a very good question. Mm. I, I look back on that one. The bits that I've valued most from my medical time was knowing a bit about renal medicine yeah because mm-hmm. the two specialties often bump into each other yeah, um, the knowing what to do with bowel things so a bit of gastroenterology can be quite helpful that, yeah. that's a common common area and then the other huge area would be oncology you know a little bit of parallel mm. you know with the oncology and then palliative care 
mm. get to know your power through mm. care team. They, mm. They've been invaluable and probably the best relationship I have now is with, mm. with the palliative care team mm. to keep that work. Um, but that's haematology, you can probably tell it's interaction, it's liaison, mm. it's yeah. getting to know every other specialty. Um, and have a good relationship with the GPs as well. Mm-hmm. You often find you need to speak to each other, mm-hmm. and I, and I know the GPs have to look after a lot of our patients out in the community. Mm-hmm. We see them yeah. for one percent of their time, probably. Mm-hmm. So have a good, be be approachable, mm-hmm. keep a good relationship. And would you recommend kind of the juniors who are rotating through kind of getting time and spending time in the lab and spending time um, in you know. Because it sounds like there's a lot of practical skills yeah, as well. Too. It's not essential, but it's nice. We've had a few juniors come down to our lab. Most haematologists will start the day looking at a few blood films. Mm. And it's quite a nice start of the day. A cup of coffee, blood <laughs> film, bring up the results, chat them through. Yeah. And it's a nice way just to start to get a feel of normal, mm. the kind of abnormal that we don't worry about, the mm. kind of abnormal that we do worry about. And there's a huge difference in those two and what everybody mm. else worries about. Yeah. So just to get a bit of comfort, yeah. um, dealing with normality and results, and, and just see what people mm. do and how they spend the day. Yeah, I guess it's sort of um, sometimes you get a blood test back and it's got like a comment on it, and yeah. often contains words that you remember you learned in fifth year. But yeah, yeah, can't remember anymore. But I think it'd be really helpful to be able to 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 learn a bit about. Cheers, and I, I I think personally that's that's a bit of a cheat on the hematologist <laughs> who do those kind of things because you really you just writing down what you see yeah. you know, whatever words you're using it's much more helpful to put clinical comments yeah. um, and I hope most of us do that yeah. mm. that will add something interpretive yeah. the, the trick to getting the best out, out of a haematologist is to write good clinical details yeah. though. if you write something and is could this be yeah. the haematologist who looks at the blood film will reply to you yeah. Yeah. but we, we tend to get a lot of blood blood requests that just say question mark yeah. or, or asterisk, just <laughs> or, or <laughs> haven't been monitoring bothered. Yeah. Mon- monitoring, that's my bugbear, that one, monitoring. Yeah. Or, or the worst one I've ever experienced was Monday Bloods. Monday Bloods. Oh, no. Mon- Monday Bloods <laughs> was a bad one. But yet you're not going to be very getting much out of the haematologist when you write that down. Yeah. No. Just don't know what you're after. And I guess, like, it, there's maybe a difference between if you... Because some stuff... I guess like sometimes you will be taking Monday bloods, yeah. but you won't necessarily be looking, expecting to find a hematological malignancy. But if you, especially if you are, I, yeah. I guess that's especially important to. You're right. I mean, it's it's the Monday bloods. Even if you just write diarrhea okay. on IVT, yeah, it's just something that just gives a little hint. Yeah. Um, I mean, we can jump through clinical systems to get a bit of an idea what might be going on mm. with a patient, but when you're looking at a big tray full of blood films to be able to jumping mm. out across mm-hmm. radiology mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and all the various clinical systems yeah. is a bit of a fight. Yeah. But if you, know, if you are worried, just write down, even just pale would yeah. be enough, you know, losing weight, sweats, just little punchline yeah. words. Um, and, and we'll then more targeted look. Mm. Right, yeah. You, you spend a bit more time staring at things. Yeah. That's helpful. Um, actually, on that same note, I um, have a uh, fake case. Okay. That uh, So I'm probably going to do a mediocre to poor and a discussion okay. and then sort of <laughs> would love to get your feedback about what, what, what the information you need, what is important and sort of... Um, so... Uh, from calling, I should put an accent or something. Don't. It's no, accents no, are no. notoriously dreadful. 
<laughs> been burnt by them before. <laughs> so, a calling from A&E. Uh, I've got a 50-year-old male. Um, he uh, fell over and hit his head. And it's got the GCS of 14, a bit of confusion. Um, not, yeah, doesn't seem to know exactly where he is or can't describe what's happened. Um, but I noticed that... Um, uh, that, that was about four hours ago, I think. But I noticed he's on warfarin. Um, so I uh, was just wondering if... Uh, it felt like you should know. Okay. That, so that feels like a very familiar conversation. Often when I've just been woken up at two o'clock, yeah. you know, when, when all the bars have emptied or something like that. So mm-hmm. um, I, I often when wrong, need a little bit of a prod, mm. especially if it's in the middle of the night. I don't mind being wrong, but you need a little waking up time. So the introduction that you give me is me just waking up. So right. hello, use your full name, tell me your middle name, anything. <laughs> just get, I'll, I'll be waking up through that period. Tell me where you're from, what, what, what you're after, yeah. roughly. Um, you know, a little bit about the day job if you want, because mm. for those first few moments I won't be listening. Mm. I'll, I'll be waking up. And you know, start off by asking me, I, am I, are you after my advice? Do mm. you need some advice on, on a drug? Mm. But what should I do? Uh, biggest fault most people make when ringing me up, I'd say, is just not having the lab system open mm. when they phone up. Mm-hmm. There's nothing more frustrating than, than me saying, so are, are the platelet counts okay? And then you hear, <laughs> surely, surely, surely when you ring a hematologist, <laughs> you can have the lab results open. Yeah. Um, so have the information to your fingertips um, and the notes by you the drug cardex or mm. the drug things. Mm. It's really simple things that I guess are common for any mm. any phone call to anyone. Yeah. I hope I'm not being precious. No, no, no. Just, I think just, that's just, all right. advice, just, yeah. Just have the, have the systems yeah. open. As a junior, that's the best advice you can have. Just have everything at your fingertips before yeah. you ring yeah. someone because otherwise they will ask for something that yeah. you have you could have easily got yeah. up and I'm not I'm not going to ask for their ECG results from 1973 just yeah. just whatever their last but set of no, results yeah. were that's excellent advice and, yeah and having an idea I, yeah I, I was just going to say yeah, agree yeah. I think that, that's something which I wish someone had told like it's it's common sense but I wish someone had like it said just remember it's really important yeah Always yeah. do it because you'll always be caught. At the one time you don't, yeah. that will be when I'm, you need. I'm it. not trying to catch you out. It's just helpful conversational yeah. stuff. Absolutely, that, yeah. That, that can do that, and I think a lot of hematologists really appreciate laboratory computer systems now because mm-hmm. you can ask for trend. What were the results like before all this? Mm. Which is a huge part of hematology. Because yeah. when someone rings me about hemoglobin of 87, mm. or what was it last month? It was 88. You go into a different <laughs> diagnostic cra- category straight away. Mm. Whereas mm. if it was 148 last month. You mm. have a different conversation. Yeah. Oh, that's that's the whole point. Mm. But rung in the morning, two o'clock, man falling over. There's probably alcohol involved here. Um, I think most of all, I'm just going to be wanting to know why are they on warfarin, what their normal INR target range is, mm. and what the what the result is now. But in these situations, you can act without knowing the results. So mm. if you've got a rapidly deteriorating um, GCS, mm. very significant head trauma you might be getting straight on with some orphan reversal or whatever. Mm. But I might be a little bit cautious mm. if you're telling me that this man has got you know, severe um, peripheral vascular disease and he's had a history of, of thrombotic stroke mm. despite being a warfarin. I might be a little bit more nervous about yeah. jumping into someone like that. But laboratory results, history, I know why they're on warfarin. Mm. I guess that'd be quite a common thing, as we were just saying before we started recording, this is actually uh, the, uh, a, very, a very poor version of the first conversation clinically I ever had with you, yeah. which you wouldn't remember at all, but it was, was back it at two in the morning. It was two in the morning, <laughs> in A&E, uh, right. yeah, um, 
foundation. So. I hope I wasn't grumpy. No, no, you're very, you're very, very helpful, but it's the first time I come across Berryflex. Yes, 30 um, units a kilogram. Yeah. There you okay. go. That's like imprinted, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? No, great. Like, you're very, very, very helpful. Um, so, and uh, I think the patient got better. So. Very good. Yeah. I must say, I've never met a haematologist who's not been lovely over the phone, regardless of whether it's two o'clock in the morning That's, or yeah. whatever. So, you know, all the haematologists. So I've called haematology quite a bit in Sunderland and they've always been really kind and very happy to help and very um, happy to talk you through because we all we do see haematologists we're a bit I must admit when you don't cover it normally you get a bit scared don't you and you're yeah. a bit because they're very they can be quite complex patients yeah. Um, and yeah all the haematologists I've ever spoken to have always been really yeah really nice to speak to over the phone it's nice to note and I think it probably reflects um, a bit of the work and how we all work in big teams and, yeah. it's, and it's routine to be speaking to lots of different people yeah. and the last thing you want is bad relationships with yeah. across a hospital it's exactly stupid. Yeah. yeah definitely but yeah it's always uh, they're always very happy to help so it's never scary to ring a haematologist good. That's something. Good. Um, so to finish up then um, what have you got a song of the week for us that you can recommend well, it's a funny time of life at the moment. I, yeah. I like my happy music, and my happy place music is anything from the 80s. Yeah. Specifically, <laughs> some erasure. Uh, so I'm watching your blank faces to see. I love you. erasure. There you go. Okay. I um, what was my. Give a little respect. Give a little the, respect. Amazing, yeah. 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 So uh, happy music, um, it just brings me back to um, some very nice times at university <laughs> and, and so on. But, yeah. Anything oh. from the eighties pretty much will keep me happy. Yeah, give a little respect to very. That was yeah. It's yeah. a very good song. Very happy song. Yeah. Cool. That's a good one. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally blank. I'm really sorry. I'm, he I'm, has I'm, a very blank face. I'm. I'm uh, oh, you'll enjoy the video. Is brilliant. Like I'm, 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 I'm musically illiterate in a lot of songs. I just don't. I just don't listen to much music. Oh, that was always okay. at uni. It was a house party favorite. Yeah. yeah. Give a little respect. Yeah. That's what we used to listen, listen to. Tom. Tom cool kids. <laughs> anyway, um, right. Um, thank you so much for your time uh, today. Uh, this has been uh, Contingency FM. Okay, sorry, I'm ready. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, that, sorry. That, do that it. Yeah. Cue, yeah. <laughs> Just do it.